Welcome to another episode of Mahogany and Willow. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? I am good. good. I'm very well. Thank you. How about you? Good. Oh, very good. Okay. We're having fun today. Oh, yeah, we are. Actually, very much so. Yes. And we are going to talk about people pleasing. So are you a people pleaser? No. <laughs> I don't think I could please people to save my life, but yeah. I could try. (laughs) Yeah. We all know those, you know, I was raised by one and, um, I have some very close to me and, uh, I have my take on people pleasing and I want to hear yours first though. What are your thoughts on that? I, I found this really interesting because as I started to kind of feel my way through the topic, I, I, I write all the time and I've written for years and periodically I go through different, different notebooks and I find different pieces and I was finding different pieces of other ideas that fit here so well. And this is what fleshed out for me. People pleasing is actually a survival instinct. Yeah. And I think it develops because when we're born, we're born into a life. And the first thing that we figure out is if we have people's attention, we're safe. If we don't have people's attention, we're unsafe. And I think this is the basis of where people pleasing begins. Mm, yeah, I think we just develop the understanding that if, um, if I'm pleasing the people that I'm around, I'm safe. And whenever people turn their attention away, whether it be because they're angry or because we've, you know, disappointed them or, or whatever, whenever that happens, we feel unsafe. And I think I, so I think people pleasing is a natural response to this feeling safe or unsafe. I think it also is a nat, there's a natural drive for community. And we figure out at a very early age that if we're pleasing to people, we have a safe, um, stable community. And if we're not, again, we go back to being unsafe. I, I don't think that there's any fault in the people pleaser or the people, the pleasers pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) Say that fast three times. (laughs) I don't think that there's a fault at all. I think it's literally a survival instinct that we download and then it's just becomes this repetitive pattern. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, being raised by a people pleaser. I am, I guess I took from that, that those people kind of end up depleted sometimes. They're always, always going over and above and beyond to fix this or to uh, remedy that, or I'm going to give you this or uh, never say no, never draw boundaries, none of those things. And I took that as, I don't want to be like that. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, um, kids that become adult people pleasers were neglected in some form in childhood that I think overcompensated on the other side. If I do this, then this, the result will be attention. The result will be more friends. The result will be whatever, um, you know, uh, do all the workload at work. The boss is going to like me more. Well, a lot of times when these people overcompensate and please, 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 they end up getting taken advantage of. And that's what I saw growing up. It's interesting to think about when you get in those people's heads, 
what what's going on in there you know um you're you're not missing out on anything you got lots of love got lots of respect people love you want to be around you and but yet they always you know well what's going on inside i mean what is your opinion about what's going on inside of those pleasers that make them feel like they always have to go above and beyond when they feel depleted possibly at the end of the day yeah, I think I think that's where it gets to the point um, when the people pleasing pattern is activated for them. If they're being asked something and they just automatically say yes to everything, I I think there's a disconnect between. Okay, let me analyze this just a bit, and and uh, say say if you were to ask yourself the question, does this feel like a yes to me? Um, when you're, you know, you've just been asked a favor, do me a favor. Okay. Does this feel like a yes to me? Does this feel like something that I, that I'm in alignment with? Mm. Does this feel like something I'm responsible for? We can ask ourselves some questions. And I think the pattern that safe or unsafe pattern just becomes such a download that I don't think that the people who end up with this pattern, especially a really solid pattern of it, I don't think that they ever have the ability to back away from it enough mm. to ask, wait, wait, because there's some very valuable key questions that need to be asked first. And say you were to ask yourself those questions, does this feel like a yes to me? And, and is this something I agree with? And am I responsible? And you get no, no, no. And then you say yes, anyway, that's when you're going to feel depleted. And basically, the depletion is life telling you this is not for you. This is not what you're in alignment with. This is not this is not what you should be saying yes to, but the pattern takes over and they say yes anyway. Yeah. And that's the moments where they feel depleted. Otherwise, though, I think that they do get the validation of I feel safe now. I've gotten the attention, yeah. I've gotten the recognition, I've gotten this thing, you know, this interaction and the interaction still makes me feel safe. Yeah. So they're either getting a payoff which great. I mean, aren't we all looking for a payoff of whatever? <laughs> sort. Right. So they're either getting a payoff or they're being depleted because it wasn't in alignment with themselves and they weren't asking that question. So either way, life is kind of moving the mm. people pleaser around yeah. based on this downloaded instinct of this makes me feel safe and this does not. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, I've noticed that the proverbial people pleaser. It's like this, this willingness to always please other people um, is ingrained. The thought of, of stopping the pleasing is, is crippling. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to stop it. I don't know, you know, because the, the, whatever the payoff is, whether it's positive or negative is, is maybe possibly like a drug, then they just can't get enough of it. And the thought of them, not, you know, not being able to stop is, is kind of sad, you know, because that's when other people can take advantage of that pleaser. Um, and so, if it's tied to the survival instinct, it's been there for so long that they don't even, there's no way for them to even recognize where right. it's coming from. Oh, yeah. Or why, why does it feel like life or death? Why would that feel like such a tragedy if I were to say no? Well, because... It, it is literally attached to whether or not I will survive. <laughs> and that, that is kind about. of interesting, but it also requires a much deeper dive than someone just trying to break, uh, to break a pattern, you know, an external pattern. Right. 
uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's tied to something that's way deeper inside of them that would be very scary. It, it is. It's interesting to to think about. And I did a little research myself on, you know, people pleasing and, and the experts were saying that, you know, that type of behavior can lead to self-neglect, self-sabotage and self-sacrifice. And again, I've seen that. I've mm-hmm. seen that in the people that I love in my circle that are pleasers and and questioning that and seeing the results of their you know, constant self-sabotage, so to speak, and thinking, why, why would you want to do that? But again, once it's, you know, when you're talking, you're older and you've done it your whole life, it is absolutely impossible to think about stopping. And when it comes to self-sabotage and self-sacrifice, you know, you're putting somebody else's needs and wants above your own. You're putting, you're putting what you can do for that person because you can't say no above everything else. And it's, it's a bummer, you know, it is, and you can't stop it anyway. Um, so what are your thoughts on potential history, childhood history of these people pleasers? Because that's something that I thought in my own personal experience with these people in my circle, that there's definitely something in the past that has brought them to, to that, you know, to where they are, to put themselves last, to, to do everything for everybody else. What are your thoughts on what you think may have happened in their childhood to bring them to that? I think it's definitely rooted in the childhood. I, I just don't, I don't think that it's tied to anything necessarily traumatic or nefarious or anything. I think it's just more as a baby, you know, everything is instinctual. Am I safe or unsafe? There's no rationale. There's no, there's no need for anything to be, uh, particularly pressed upon. It's, it's more a literal unsafe or safe feeling that, that someone would get, you know, from, from an infant stage. And, and I know, um, I was I was thinking I was talking to some friends the other day and we were talking about when I was three, I we lived in a single wide trailer and I obviously went down for a nap, woke up. I woke up in pitch black. I woke up with the sound of it sounded like a a train running through or going to run over the trailer. I was screaming for my mom, had no, there was no response, no reaction. I was completely undone. I, in that moment, downloaded unsafe to a degree that I still feel viscerally just speaking about it. And all it was, was a storm that had taken out the power. My mother had gone outside to rescue our dog because our dog was on a chain in the yard. And all of that completely innocent, innocuous experience. And I downloaded to the degree unsafe to a degree that I still feel today. Wow. So nothing, you know, uh, like super authentically traumatic, right? (laughs) Nothing happened to me per se, but the experience of something just so simple could happen to a child or any at any age. And right there, you've got the safe and unsafe dynamic playing and wreaking havoc with your life. Wow. And it wasn't that it wasn't that big was, of a deal. I was hanging on your the words and like, what happened? What was it? Was a train? Were you like on a train track and you're gonna die? I mean, what? And it, you totally took me on that. One. <laughs> Woo! I can breathe now. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? You think back about those little moments when right. 
the power went out or some little blurb in your life when you were so, um, you know, I mean, easily impacted by small things and how it carries with you. It's just, right, it's right. fascinating to think about. I can only imagine your little three-year-old self right. in that moment. And all of those little things, I mean, th- those are those things that all throughout our life, we react to things instantly. And, and we have those moments of, why did I do that? Why did I react like that? Why did I say that? Why did that little thing make me feel that way? I mean, those are, those are the things that are, that are in and amongst all of our lives. And, you know, it would be the same, the same for somebody who has, you know, that quote unquote, people pleasing Mm. tendency. They, they have just figured out at some point in their life, they felt safer here with a person next to a person in a person's attention, you know, place. And then they felt unsafe when they were out of that. And, and it doesn't matter if it was, my mom was busy cooking and I happened to just need her attention at the moment and didn't receive it. You would still as a child feel unsafe. Right. Right. And that's why I, I don't think it's necessarily trauma that creates the experience. I think it's, a baseline survival mechanism mm. that, yeah, people would really have to um, accept that that's where it is to try to start to work around it. And you might have to ask some really important questions if you are a people pleaser or if you find yourself falling into that trap a lot. They're, you know, really important questions like, am I afraid I will disappoint or anger another by saying no? Um, Do I believe I have to be liked in order to feel safe? I mean, those are, those are powerful key questions that generally in everyday life, you just wouldn't consider the need to ask. Right. Right. I mean, most people don't even know that that might be where that people pleasing comes from. Right. Right. Well, an interesting uh, flip side to that I did, again, in my research, I was uh, trying to figure out, you know, different um, views, professional views on people pleasing. Of course, you've got, you know, what you're talking about, that um, it's like, you know, self-preservation. And then I've, then you've got the, trauma, the traumatic type of a, you know, child that's born a pleaser out of that type of a scenario. But then I also read something about how uh, people pleasing can be seen as a manipulation tactic. Now, that was a little bit of a different dive. Yeah. So what what I read is that um, some pleasers want to be seen as a pleaser just for the accolades and the, the attaboys. So their pleasing isn't exactly authentic and sincere. So isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> so, so the experts were saying, okay, you have to ask uh, yourself, what are my true motives here? Okay, I want to do for other people because I enjoy doing for other people or I enjoy what it gives me back in the form of, you know, that's a bit of a manipulation. So, um, so to be nice or be kind. So to be nice is to just do the generic nice thing. I just want to do what's nice. Well, are you doing it because you're being kind and sincere or are you just doing it for a payoff? So I thought, what? You know, that kind of threw me because I'd never thought for one second that somebody would go to the lengths of pleasing other people. And and I guess you could call them an ass kisser if they're going to be manipulated, right? So I never thought about that. 
not until I read that. And I thought, whoa, that kind of blew me away. So yeah, it makes me wonder if that's conscious, though, because just like I was just thinking of the question, am I afraid I will disappoint or anger others by saying no? In essence, if I were to say, yes, I'm afraid they're going to be mad at me. And so I'm going to say yes instead of no. I guess in a way that would be seen as manipulation. You're you're manipulating your environment. Right. But I do the same thing when I make my environment warm or cool or I mean, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we manipulate our environment to make ourselves more comfortable. Right. Yeah. So that one makes me wonder if if that tendency is generally conscious at all. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was interesting because my mind did not go there. I, right. I just, um, cause the people I know that are people pleasers, they, they aren't doing it for any type of a payoff right, other exactly. than they just love to just do, do, do and overdo for other people because, um, they don't know how to stop and it's, it's not for any type of a, um, agenda by right. any means at all. Right. So Absolutely. I, I had to reread that and I, I, I think I probably sat there and went, what? Like out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? So Definitely. they also said that, um, a people pleaser can develop unhealthy habits going through life, pleasing others all the time. If like, if you're not drawing boundaries and you feel like you're being taken advantage of, obviously, um, you know, that's, that's a very toxic type of a flip. Um, what's the point, you know? Um, but anyway, um, if you are a people pleaser and you're listening to us going, well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I do it for this. Or I do it for that. We, we always love to hear feedback. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying people pleasing is a bad thing. Um, I appreciate everybody in their, you know, wanting to do things for people and always wanting to do nice acts for people. I absolutely love that. We are, we are just because you and I are not people pleasers doesn't mean we're not kind. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know, that, speak for yourself. I, no. Right, right. I know. It's like, I'm not kind. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you are an over pleaser, maybe it's time to kind of reevaluate things. And if you feel at the end of the day, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I need to learn how to draw boundaries, then, then do that, you know, definitely do it for yourself. Because I do believe that the constant over-pleasing can really deplete a person if they're not careful. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and with more understanding for oneself, you know, the, those, those patterns can start to shift pretty organically. I mean, you don't have to do a lot of, um, a lot of super crazy work or therapy, or, I mean, you can, but, but you really, really just understanding maybe how the pattern was set up and, and gently starting to kind of move those things around. I mean, something like journaling, um, journaling when you're asked things, when you say yes, when you say no, and, and really just kind of taking a moment to ask yourself, did I feel safe? Did I feel like I could say no? Did I feel, you know, any of those things just starting to do a little bit of gentle exploration in that will begin to shift the pattern. And under no circumstances, blame anyone else or oneself for this pattern, because it, it, it truly is a foundational pattern that is probably way more prevalent than we even know. Oh, sure. I could be a closet people pleaser and I don't even know it. I mean, <laughs> literally, because it is such a foundational, instinctual type of pattern. Right. Um, it, it could happen to any of us. I, you know, 
I, I could be that way with family members and not friends. Right. I could be that way at my job and not at home. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. So, yep. so anyone could really have that pattern from a foundational standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some soft and gentle things that one could do to start to kind of move those around. Right. But also it might be helpful to listen to our podcast that was um, titled Yes to Life and No to Toxicity. That was one that could kind of expand this idea a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's, yeah. that's a brilliant idea. And, and be grateful, I guess, if you're a, a super uh, people pleaser that you're not a selfish prick. That's true. <laughs> And then you have that. <laughs> and then there's that. There's a happy medium in there somewhere. You can tell we're not people pleasers, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I enjoyed that one. Thank you guys so much for joining us again on another episode of Mahogany and Willow. Because there's always something important to talk about. <laughs>